All right, here's a story of a dog getting adopted. First of all, the dog was given up by its owners to a shelter. And you have to guess for the reason why. Guess for the reason why. Guess the Um, reason why. He was too wild and they couldn't control him. He was tearing up the house. Mm, Not tearing up the house. But he, he was engaging in behavior that they didn't like. Was he humping everything? They claimed he was a gay dog. And so they got rid of him because they said he was gay. That's terrible. Oh, you mean he was blind? No, no, no. It was, it was, <laughs> <laughs> they perceived this as homosexual behavior rather than just a when dog he, doing whatever. <laughs> so they gave him up for gay adoption. It's and, ridiculous. And he was, he ended up being, and that was the initial story, you know, and everyone had a reaction on that because his owner... <laughs> It's giving up a dog because they think it's gay. <laughs> and then the second story was that the dog ends up getting gay adopted. A gay couple adopts the gay dog. Hmm. So it becomes a feel-good story. Steve Nichols, a guy from North Carolina, and his longtime partner, John. I guess John doesn't have a last name. We had Steve Nichols and John. They adopted Fez- right, Fezco. Odd name. That's a weird name. It's a for weird a dog. name for a dog. Fezco. And they adopted him, and uh, they renamed him Wild. Oh no, they renamed him Oscar after Oscar Wilde, who was also happened to be gay. And they said, hey, look, the problem was the previous owners. They had not neutered that dog. And he was also kind of, he had heartworms too, so it wouldn't have been well taken care of. And so now uh, Oscar lives with a nice gay family. And he can do whatever he wants to. Turned out well for Oscar. Yes. And, And the family. So thank goodness. This is just crazy that someone gives up their dog for that reason. We used to have a ticket employee that would not have a male dog because he feared balls because he feared being exposed all the time to the male dog's genitalia and he felt like that made him gay (laughs) so weird he couldn't hug and love on a male dog Um, how's he doing have we checked in with that former employee don't know he's doing okay i think you keep up i see you on facebook every now and then jared what's y'all's dog situation now i know y'all lost one of your Long-time beloved pets uh, yeah, a few we, years we, ago. We haven't gotten another dog since. I think that that's pretty unusual because this show has all lost dogs and then not gotten a new one. Yeah. Now, we did get a Except new cat. Ja. Yeah, Jaw. Jaw. Ja, well, he keeps a stable going yeah. for dogs. He usually has. two. No. That's the lowest number of dogs you've had in long, how long? Oh, gosh. 14 years, probably. So you have Winston Waffles. Mm-hmm. And Witty, what's the awfuls. other one's name? Gunner. Gunner, that's right. Yeah. Witty's a cat. <laughs> Is that still around? Witten. Yeah, those, no... both of those cats still around. You're kidding me. No, those they're things? like 12 years old now. And they're outdoor cats. Yeah. Tough, boy. They are How tough. the hell have those things... And you live out in the boonies. Yeah. So there's bobcats and coyotes all yeah. around. The fox... Oh, my goodness. I mm-hmm. cannot believe those cats are still alive. Yeah. Yeah, so, Junior, you lost Lucy. Mm-hmm. And it's been how many years now? 
And you haven't got a new one? That was probably six years, seven years ago. Yeah, I lost Jake probably about seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then Jer lost his dog. Hadn't got a new one. I think that's very unusual. It seems like most people replace them within a year. Sean just lost his dog, too. Yeah, two months ago. And I don't know when we're going to have another one. Like That's hard. Like when do you, when do you say, okay... That's, that's really tough. Let's move on. I think Fernando got a new dog like immediately, didn't you, when you guys lost yours? Within three days. Yeah. Three days. And I thank my wife eternally for that. Yeah, because you the love greatest, the dog. The greatest gift she ever gave me wow. was that. Yeah, I don't mm. think that there's a right answer or wrong answer in this. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you're ready, sometimes you're not. It's whatever. And I, and I think that you may think you're not even ready. It's the same thing as the kid thing. You yeah, always right. think that you're not fully ready, and you never fully are, but then you get the th- kid or the pet, and you're like, oh, this is great. Love yeah. it. But yeah, usually, you guys didn't try to do the convince the kids that the new dog was the old dog, did you, Fernando? <laughs> they were too old for that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we raised him a little smarter than that. Did you ever do the goldfish switcheroo? No, but somebody told me a story about that recently. I think we did once. Did the kid tried to buy it? The kid yeah, it was the yeah we, we blew it by him because they were like oh, yeah, three I did at the do, time. I did do the goldfish switcheroo because I remember yeah. I replaced that Javier about ten times on Junior and he never picked <laughs> up on it. <laughs> Javier was incredible. How long Javier like lasted? Ten years that thing lasted. Something crazy. Yeah, I had a goldfish. It wasn't quite ten years, but it lasted a good five, which is really Man. long for a goldfish. The ones we got for our kids, we hoped for ten days with those things. It really? Like, yeah. I mean, maybe a few months, but... How'd you get rid of them? Uh, dispose of the body. Uh, Garbage you, disposal? No. <laughs> no, they didn't wish to be I cremated. Thought that's how you, well, that's not how you cremate something. Garbage <laughs> that's disposal. How you, that's how you cremate a goldfish. <laughs> Wait, that's how you burn up a goldfish? Well, you don't burn them, but disposal? I would say they're cremated that way. No, you uh, flush them down the turlet. Don't call it a turlet. I dumped Javier's body in a pond near my house because I didn't want... Some big old catfish came up. Yeah, what yes. are you doing there? I wanted him to return to nature, and I didn't want to flush him down the toilet. I had grown too close to him. To go into the human waste van? Yeah. I wanted him to just go back and be recycled by nature. Snap him in half? <laughs> Gosh, every time I've... See, I thought you were supposed to do the garbage disposal thing. I can't tell you how many hamsters I've stuffed down there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hamsters are some of the cruelest gifts to get kids. Yeah, don't because do they, that. they they escape. Their life expectancy is two years, so you're yeah. guaranteed to have to go through the life and death cycle with yeah. the kids. You know, with with dogs, you know, it's like eh, they'll probably die when the kids away at college, so yeah. we'll be all right. But with yeah. the hamster, they're so cute too. So kids love them, love watching them. Kids will never clean out the cage, so no. parents are going to be having to go through that mess. I like the dog. Yeah, how many false promises have been made about taking promise. care of it? I will clean up. I will clean up after the dog. Uh-huh. And the parent knows the way it's going, and the parent lets the kid get away from with that kind of lying yeah. during interrogation. I'll clean up, man. I'll do it. I'll take care <laughs> of the whole thing, man. Come on. Just let me get this. Come on, Dad. Let me get this dog. Every time I think of Javier... My goldfish. I think of the girl I was dating at the time. She had one of the funniest lines ever. We'd been dating for two or three years, and it was kind of falling apart. And we walked in one day, and Javier was not looking too good. 
in the little bowl I kept him in. And she goes, I think Javier's dying. A lot like our love. Mm. Oh, <laughs> wow. Most depressing oh. stories ever. <laughs> no. So his, line. His, his life force was derived from y'all's relationship below. <laughs> right. And when that was going, Javier just couldn't make it. You always thought I tortured him by keeping him in such a small bowl. Yes. And I felt bad about it, too, but I never changed it. He didn't care. Oh, okay. As long as you felt bad about it. I mean, that, that shows you have a real heart. <laughs> but don't lift a finger for the thing. Didn't you have to eventually put a bullet in that thing? You didn't want yeah. him to suffer anymore? Yeah. So you took it, him out behind the garage and yep. put a thirty eight special through his head? Let me tell you, that was messy. There wasn't much of him left. <laughs> you ever had to put down an animal not in a vet's office? Like not, not the way you have with a brick? Yeah. yeah you've done it do with that. a brick. You've done it with a car. You've done it with a gun. I haven't done it with a gun. <laughs> I love how he doesn't deny car yeah. and brick. No, I can't deny those. <laughs> Another one was a hatchet. Oh, my Boy, God. Know it. So and that was with primal. a dog, right? No. No. <laughs> no. That was, that was with a baby bird. A baby yeah. bird. Oh, you didn't horrible. need a hatchet for that job. Okay. What else are you going to do, George? I don't know. Wouldn't blunt force trauma be better from like a hammer? I don't know about better. Wow. wow. <laughs> that actually sounds a little a more barbaric. You sound, Wait a minute. You sound way too thought out on this whole thing. <laughs> Toilet. Blunt force trauma with a hammer almost sounds more barbaric than yes. a hatchet. Okay. My, my theory, it was this little, baby, it was this little or hatchet? baby bird that had been torn up by a dog. And it was suffering. Yeah. It's ripped to pieces and it's suffering. And so I'm trying to figure out, well, I don't want this thing to suffer. It's not going to live. And most people just uh, walk away from it because they just, I'll just let it suffer. As long no, as I'm not looking at it suffering the right then, thing, but and it's not in the world anymore. <laughs> but not you. You pull out the hatchet. I had to actually go find a hatchet. See, that's even, how <laughs> premeditated and is the, that? It's not premeditated. If I'm having to go find it, that means it's not handy. It's the opposite of it. But to add to the creepiness factor is I felt bad this thing is suffering, so I'm racing to get the hatchet. So it makes you could misinterpret it as a right. sense of real urgency yeah, to get it done which, because I just needed the full release. <laughs> you just needed to see some blood quickly. <laughs> Honey, what are you doing? I'm looking for a hatchet. There's a baby bird out there. There's a hatch around here somewhere. <laughs> Been waiting years for this chance. Yeah, so my thought was that, that the guillotine method is, is the most humane there in that case. Did you get it on the first strike? Clean? They probably had to take three swings at it. Jo I know probably what George would have done. George would have taken the hatchet and at the last second flipped it over before <laughs> he could blunt force it. Yeah. Probably. Because that's what you prefer. That's better. That's not better. Or just wringing its neck. What about that? That's how you it's like, put birds in the field out of their It's so small. Misery. You don't understand how small this is. It's a baby bird. Then how do you hit it with a hatchet if it's that small? Because it's precision. Uh-huh. I love the stories of all... I hate all, that we led into this somehow. All the animals you've killed. That's not all the animals <laughs> I've killed. Oh, uh, yeah. 
I saw the. Why do I take it in the shorts for doing the morally right thing and not allowing them to suffer? Please, Gordo's corner today. Tell oh, tell the stories of all the animals you killed. There's nothing yeah. you love more than trauma farming. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, right, that's okay. The, <laughs> yeah, coming from you. That's the O deck six thirty four here on the ticket. <laughs> And I'm having to hose down the back of this blazer the best I can and, and squeegee out the water. <laughs> this rust color water that's coming out of there. And once again, some midnight jogger dude comes by <laughs> 2.30 in the morning as I'm hosing out the back of a vehicle with blood all over it. <laughs> Amazing. And then why did you chop a bird's head off with a hatchet? So, <laughs> I was... Looking after a family member's dog, and they went out, and they were playing with something in the backyard. And I was thinking, oh, it's probably one of the little uh, little dog's toys. So I go, hey, come on over here, Frisky. Bring it here. Bring it here, Frisky. What you got there? Here, I'll throw it for you. Play a little fetch. And it comes over and drops its toy in front of me, and it's a struggling baby bird oh. who's got just puncture wounds, got uh. canine puncture wounds and it up under its wing. And it's struggling. I'm like, dang it. I mean, it was a little bird, too. And so then I had to scramble and find a hatchet. Did the dog tell you to go get the hatchet? Hey, go get the hatchet. No, no. <laughs> so we're, how did we weren't working let's, together let's in this. finish this thing. How'd you line it up and get a clean chop, or did you? You had to thumb and forefinger out the neck to where you get a good stretch. You did? No way. Fearful I'd hit my own fingers. Put it on a hard surface. Had to put it on the brick patio. Why are you making me relive this? <laughs> did you so troubling? You beheaded did it take that baby bird just once, or it did was... you have to chop a few times? <sighs> the hatchet was a little dull. <laughs> oh <laughs> gosh! Should it's wrung, wrung its neck? It, I'm telling you, George, it was so small. Ringing things next. I've done that with dove hunting, I and I've, I don't like I'm that. I'm done either. with that. So sad. All right, tomorrow at this time, you'll tell us the story of Half Cat and all the other animals. Uh, I had that nothing you've put to do with Half Cat. I just discovered Half Cat. Uh, hey, thank know. you for doing Suspicious. telling all those stories. I know it's very cathartic for you. It's not it's- cathartic. <laughs> it's like this is going to like stay with me for a few months now because of you. Because you love hearing these things. You get whatever weird sexual charge you get out of this. It's not sexual, but they are wildly entertaining. (sighs) And it's funny to picture you in all these scenarios. (laughs) Fine. I'm going to start being the guy who just walks away when an animal's suffering. You you happy? Will that make you happy? No, No, no. because that that hurts our content on the show. Y'all have never run into an animal that was dying. No, I've had to do that before, too. It's terrible. What did you do? He ran over a a duck three times. Wait, wait, what? Whoa, what? I've told you all that before. Stop yeah, the music. I ran what? over a duck accidentally, and he was back Wait, you there ran over it accidentally three times? No, once, and then I did the same thing. I had to back over him and then <laughs> go back forward again because he was still moving. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. But that was hear, the right thing to do. You hear that bill crunch? And- yeah. And I was with my girlfriend at the hey, time, and she thought I was a big jerk. It's terrible. Yeah, because you can't explain it to the other person. They never quite understand this idea of putting it out of its misery. Yeah. Oh, P1s have sent in emails. You ought to hear some of their stories. They're worse than mine. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. (laughs) Tomorrow. Yes, I'd love it. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, that might be interesting. It is weird how he's a ghoul. You are a ghoul. All right, that's the corner. 
I can't tell you how many emails I got from P1s who had to dispatch animals like I have. I am not alone in the mercy killing of injured animals. Although I feel alone on this show because I've... Actually, George, you admitted that you took care of a, a duck once. Yeah, a duck and tried to take care of a of a bird that was obviously a pet. Some sort of, I don't know, peacock Cockatiel or, or something. Or something. Peacock? I don't know, whatever. No, let's say peacock? Yeah. No, no not a peacock. <laughs> um, yeah, that was injured in our garage by our cats. Uh-oh. And I went to get the shovel and was told, no, no, no. And but so, you did it anyway? No. We tried to take it to some sort of bird sanctuary that didn't, but they weren't open, so we had to wait till the next day. So It was dead in the morning. Yeah, didn't make it through the night. Mm. Well, I won't read all these emails. Some of them are so disturbing. I mean, they're <laughs> hilarious in the way they're written, but they're very disturbing. But get this one here from P1 Sharon. She says, when we were kids, we had a German shepherd named Duchess. One of you guys had a dog named Duchess. I did. My parents did a boxer. After I went to college, they got a boxer named Duchess. Well, this German shepherd named Duchess was so gentle and sweet to us kids. However, Duchess had a bloodthirst for other smaller dogs. (laughs) One day, she got into the neighbor's yard behind us and ate their small dog. Wow. When she brought some of the carcass back my dad did the right thing and drove over to the neighbor's house to explain and apologize could you imagine having to do that the neighbor was of course upset but agreed to let my dad buy them a new dog unfortunately as my dad left and was backing his car down the neighbor's driveway He felt a sudden, dreaded bump under one tire. He ran over the guy's cat. Oh, Oh my God. While backing out of the driveway from delivering the news about their dog. Oh. So my poor dad had to get out of his car, walk back up to the door, ring the doorbell, (laughs) and tell the same neighbor that, uh, oh, by the way, (laughs) here's your cat, too. What... What a uh, maniac they must think her father is. That sounds like something you would have done. <laughs> would have done? Why would I have done that? No, it just sounds like stories oh. with animals you fall into. So, so would you start off or end with, hey, what are the odds? I think uh, you start with that. That's okay. your that's your lead That's in. your opening line. Hey, I have uh, and this, the ending of this is going to be kind of disturbing, but the first part is this is a crazy thing that just happened to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the but, odds uh, against this must have been... You know how you guys have a cat, too? <laughs> well, you don't anymore. So thank you, Sharon, for that. This guy came to us from Stephen. He said, I was working in uh, working deep in the Oregon woods. I was doing some logging a few decades ago. He said, I drove up on a coyote with his back paw caught in a foothold trap. And the coyote looked exhausted and near dead. I hate trapping, and since there was no way I could release it by myself, I thought it would be best to put the coyote out of its misery. I reached back to the gun rack for my rifle, only to realize that I had left it at home after cleaning it the night before. Undaunted, I grabbed my short-handled truck shovel 
and was sure that I could dispatch the nearly dead coyote who was trapped on a six-foot chain staked to the ground. I swear, I tried to club that coyote 50 times. But faced with death, the coyote rallied, and I never got close to hitting it. So he keeps swinging at it, Steve is swinging at it, and the coyote's dodging it. He's ducking each, each swing. Thinking I needed a longer club, I used the shovel to cut off the branches from a fallen six-foot-long tree limb, and I tried again. I'm sure I looked like a character from Gladiator as I swung the low, the long, heavy weapon, but it kept dodging the blows again and again. I never touched it. So now I'm really exhausted, and we stood and stared at each other what seemed like an eternity. Finally, I climbed into my 4x4 truck, and even though the coyote was staked next to a cut bank... I tried to run over my new nemesis. Wow. (laughs) Multiple times. God. Unbelievably, I could never hit him with my tires. The coyote kept ducking between the tires or outside the tires. Bruce Willis and Die Hard just rolling over (laughs) and avoiding. (laughs) Eventually, I got out of my truck, walked back to the beast, and tipped my hat. And he returned the gesture with a knowing (laughs) nod, and I drove away. But that coyote still haunts my dreams decades okay. later. Why didn't he try to? Did he open the trap when he was before he drove away? No, he said that he couldn't. He, oh, could, okay. he didn't have the equipment to get that thing open. And plus, you're going to get that close to a coyote. Yeah, they may bite you. That's at that point, injured. You know? Yeah, you're. You can't do that. Have you seen those videos of people letting animals out of traps? Though, like even like a bobcat, and they have yeah. to fight that whole thing. But yeah, somehow they get them out. Yeah, I don't know that I'd mess with that. Yeah. An animal in a trap is dangerous. Is there a point where the animal doesn't want your mercy killing that you just say, fine, you're the expert in this area? Yeah, obviously what Steve did, I mean, he said, you know, that uh, the coyote rightfully fought him to a draw, right. so <laughs> right. he won his life back. <laughs> Even though he was suffering. Yes. That's right. the way he wanted it. Jeremy says, hi, Musers. Great show like always and great corner with Gordo's animal stories. I think my favorite Gordo animal story, though, is when he rescued a dog from its own front yard and then frantically searched for his owners. (laughs) I'd love to hear that one recounted. I have no idea what Jeremy's talking about on that. That's the best Gordo story ever. No, I disavow that. Why have I had so many weird (laughs) run-ins with animals? There's some weird vortex that you <laughs> you pull in all these weird animal moments <laughs> saw me or not but they wasn't. were in a position <laughs> yeah, to see me it was the same <laughs> woman what is that guy's deal <laughs> that that property that i lived on on the corner there they had I had another uncomfortable incident with that one because driving nearby at night um i was driving in that neighborhood and the car in front of me hits a dog and they, they oh. just drove off left this dog and this is like it 11 o'clock 12 o'clock at night and uh i get out and try to help this dog i mean it was really injured i put it in the back of this i had a bronco kind of thing at the time or a blazer i think it was a chevy blazer put it in the back of the blazer and i'm driving around on the phone trying to get a 24-hour vet's office finally find one it's an oak lawn i drive over to that and I get there, and like uh, the dog's whimpering in the background the whole time. It was just, uh, it's just disturbing all over. Get to the vet's office, twenty-four hour vet's office. Open up the back tailgate, and the dog's head just kind of falls out limp, and it had passed away like right oh, yeah. as I got there. And 
Anyway, give that to the vet's office and get the collar of the dog and go and talk to the people. Had to go through that whole scene. But <sighs> so now it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, 2.30 in the morning, and I parked the blazer on the side street over there in the same location where I'd killed that, that starling. And it's 2.30 in the morning, and it was like I had to park on the side street because it was the only place where my hose could reach because there's just blood all over the back of this blazer. And uh, You're middle of the night. And so I pull blood. out, yes, and I get the hose, and I'm having to hose down the back of this blazer the best I can and, and squeegee out the water, <laughs> this rust-color water that's coming out of there. And once again... Some midnight jogger dude comes by, two thirty in the morning, as I'm hosing out the back of a vehicle with blood all over it. <laughs> Amazing! And then, why did you chop a bird's head off with a hatchet? So I was looking after a family member's dog, and they went out and they were playing with something in the backyard. And I was thinking, oh, it's probably one of the little uh, little dog's toys. So I go, hey, come on over here, Frisky. Bring it here. Bring it here, Frisky. What you got there? Here, I'll throw it for you. Play a little fetch. And it comes over and drops its toy in front of me, and it's a struggling baby bird oh. who's got just puncture wounds, got uh. canine puncture wounds and it up under its wing, and it's struggling. I'm like, dang it. I mean, it was a little bird, too. And so then I had to scramble and find a hatchet. Did the dog tell you to go get the hatchet? Hey, go get the hatchet. No, no. <laughs> so how we weren't working together let's in this. Finish this thing. How'd you line it up and get a clean chop, or did you? You had to thumb and forefinger out the neck to where you get a good stretch. You did? No way. Fearful I'd hit my own fingers and put it on a hard surface. Had to put it on the brick patio. Why are you making me relive this? Did you so troubling? You headed that baby bird just once, or it did was, you have to chop a few times? The hatchet was a little dull. Oh my gosh! Just wrung wrung its neck. It, I'm telling you, George, it was so small. Ringing things next. I've done that with dove hunting, I and I've, I don't like I'm that. I'm done either. with that. So sad. All right, tomorrow at this time, you'll tell us the story of Half Cat and all the other animals. Uh, I had that nothing you've to do down. with Half Cat. I just discovered Half Cat. Uh, hey, thank know. you for doing Suspicious. telling all those stories. I know it's very cathartic for you. It's not it's- cathartic. <laughs> it's like this is going to like stay with me for a few months now because of you. Because you love hearing these things. You get whatever weird sexual charge you get out it's of this. It's not sexual, but they are wildly entertaining. <sighs> And it's funny to picture you in all these scenarios. Keeps having, fine, I'm going to start being the guy who just walks away when an animal's suffering. You, you happy? Will that no, make you happy? No, because no, no. that, that hurts our content yeah. on the show. Y'all have never run into an animal that was dying. And, no, and, I've had to do that before. It's, it's terrible. What did you do? He ran over a duck snake, three right? times. Wait, wait, what? Whoa, what? I've told y'all that before. Stop yeah, the music. I ran what? over a duck accidentally, and he was back Wait, there you ran over it accidentally three times? No, once, and then I did the same thing. I had to back over him and then go back forward again because he was still moving. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. But that was hear, the right thing to do. You hear that bill crunch? And- yeah. And I was with my girlfriend at the hey, time, God. and she thought I was a big jerk. It's terrible. Yeah, because you can't explain it to the other person. They never quite understand this idea of putting it out of its misery. Yeah. 
Oh, P1s have sent in emails. You ought to hear some of their stories. They're worse than mine. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Yes, I'd love it. I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, see? that might yeah. be interesting. It is weird how he's ghoul. into You are a ghoul. All right, that's the corner. I can't tell you how many emails I got from P1s who had to dispatch animals like I have. I am not alone in the mercy killing of injured animals. Although I feel alone on this show because I've... Actually, George, you admitted that you took care of a, a duck once. Yeah, a duck and tried to take care of a of a bird that was obviously a pet. Some sort of, I don't know, peacock Cockatiel or, or something. Co- something. Peacock? I don't know, whatever. No, no, let's say peacock? Yeah. No, no not a peacock. <laughs> um, yeah, that was injured in our garage by our cats. Uh-oh. And I went to get the shovel and was told no 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 and but so you did it anyway no we tried to take it to some sort of bird sanctuary that didn't but they weren't open so we had to wait till the next day so it was dead in the morning yeah didn't make it through the night mm. well i won't read all these emails some of them are so disturbing i mean they're <laughs> hilarious in the way they're written but they're very disturbing but get this one here from p1 sharon she says, when we were kids, we had a German shepherd named Duchess. One of you guys had a dog named Duchess. I did. My parents did a boxer. After I went to college, they got a boxer named Duchess. Well, this German shepherd named Duchess was so gentle and sweet to us kids. However, Duchess had a bloodthirst for other smaller dogs. <laughs> One day, she got into the neighbor's yard behind us and ate their small dog. Wow. Oh when she brought some of the carcass back my dad did the right thing and drove over to the neighbor's house to explain and apologize could you imagine having to do that oh, the neighbor was of course upset but agreed to let my dad buy them a new dog unfortunately as my dad left and was backing his car down the neighbor's driveway He felt a sudden, dreaded bump under one tire. He ran over the guy's cat. Oh, my God. While backing out of the driveway from delivering the news about their dog. Oh. So my poor dad had to get out of his car, walk back up to the door, ring the doorbell, and tell the same neighbor that, uh, oh, by the way, (laughs) here's your cat, too. What... What a uh, maniac they must think her father is. <laughs> that sounds like something you would have done. <laughs> would have done? Why would I have done that? No, it just sounds like stories oh. with animals you fall into. So, so would you start off or end with, hey, what are the odds? I think uh, you start with that. That's okay. your that's your lead That's in. your opening line? Hey, I have uh, and this, the ending of this is going to be kind of disturbing, but the first part is this is a crazy thing that just happened to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the but, odds uh, against this must have been... You know how you guys have a cat, too? <laughs> well, you don't anymore. So thank you, Sharon, for that. This guy came to us from Stephen. He said, I was working in uh, working deep in the Oregon woods. I was doing some logging a few decades ago. He said, I drove up on a coyote with his back paw caught in a foothold trap. And the coyote looked exhausted and near dead. I hate trapping, and since there was no way I could release it by myself, I thought it would be best to put the coyote out of its misery. I reached back to the gun rack for my rifle 
only to realize that I had left it at home after cleaning it the night before. Undaunted, I grabbed my short-handled truck shovel and was sure that I could dispatch the nearly dead coyote who was trapped on a six-foot chain staked to the ground. I swear, I tried to club that coyote 50 times. But faced with death, the coyote rallied, and I never got close to hitting it. So he keeps swinging at it. Steve is swinging at it, and the coyote's dodging it. He's ducking each, each swing. Thinking I needed a longer club, I used the shovel to cut off the branches from a fallen six-foot-long tree limb, and I tried again. I'm sure I looked like a character from Gladiator as I swung the low, the long, heavy weapon, but it kept dodging the blows again and again. I never touched it. So now I'm really exhausted, and we stood and stared at each other what seemed like an eternity. Finally, I climbed into my 4x4 truck, and even though the coyote was staked next to a cut bank, I tried to run over my new nemesis. Wow. (laughs) Multiple times. God. Unbelievably, I could never hit him with my tires. The coyote kept ducking between the tires or outside the tires. Bruce Willis and Die Hard just rolling over (laughs) and avoiding. (laughs) Eventually, I got out of my truck, walked back, and the to the beast and tipped my hat and he returned the gesture with a knowing nod and i drove away but that coyote still haunts my dreams decades okay. later why didn't he try to did he open the trap when he was before he drove away no he said that he couldn't he, oh, okay. he didn't have the equipment to get that thing open and plus you're gonna get that close to a coyote yeah they may bite you that's that point, injured you know? yeah you're you can't do that have you seen those videos of people letting animals out of traps though like even like a bobcat, and they have yeah. to fight that whole thing, but yeah, somehow they get them out. Yeah, I don't know that I'd mess with that. Yeah. An animal in a trap is dangerous. Is there a point where the animal doesn't want your mercy killing that you just say, fine, you're the expert in this area? Yeah, obviously what Steve did, I mean, he said, you know, that uh, the coyote rightfully fought him to a draw, right. so <laughs> right. he won his life back. <laughs> Even though he was suffering. Yes. That's right. the way he wanted it. Jeremy says, hi, Musers. Great show like always in Great Corner with the Gordo's animal stories. I think my favorite Gordo animal story, though, is when he rescued a dog from its own front yard and then frantically searched for his owners. <laughs> yes. I'd love to hear that one recounted. I have no idea what Jeremy's talking about on that. That's the best Gordo story ever. No, I I disavow that. Why have I had so many weird run-ins <laughs> with animals? There's Mark. some weird vortex that you <laughs> you pull in all these weird animal moments 